There is ultimately no peace, no life in lies and deceit, especially in the ones that come directly from the devil to make people lose their way from God and go to eternal perdition. So if a person wants peace and they want eternal life, they must follow the truth of God. There is only life, freedom, peace, and love in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. Today we'll be talking about that there is only truth in the Lord. We live in a world of lies and deceit. Everywhere you go, there is deception and hypocrisy. It is hard to trust anyone in anything. It's like a prison that we cannot escape from. And that is what makes this world the dark place that it is. But there is hope. Someone does exist that is all truth. That is God. And we can find God through His truth, through the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to attain eternal life and be made truly free, look for the Lord and make Him your guide for all things. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Today's message is inspired on Psalm 120. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Holy God, Blessed Lord, Blessing and honor and glory be to you, O God. I praise you and I worship you, O Lord God. Your name may be glorified. Your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Heavenly Father, Holy God, I pray, O Lord, that you please always forgive our sins. That you please, O Lord, look upon us with your mercy and with your grace, O Lord. I pray, O Lord, humbly in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you Help us, O oh Lord, to understand that we need to seek your truth, your ways. You are the only guiding light that we can have that can take us to eternal life. Heavenly Father, help us, O oh Lord, that we need to turn away from lies and hypocrisy and deceit, especially the ones that come from the devil himself. Help us to understand, O oh Lord, that you are ultimate truth for all things. To you be all the honor and the glory and the praise forever and ever. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Today's key passage is in Psalm chapter 120. This is the word of the Lord. In my distress, I cried to the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you or what shall be done to you, you false tongue? Sharp arrows of the warrior with coals of the broom tree. Woe is me that I dwell in Meshech, and that I dwell among the tents of Kedar. My soul has dwelt too long with one who hates peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Lying and deceit are probably the most common of all sins in all of us, whether we admit to it or not. We all lie or deceive in one way or another. The only question is how much do we do these things and up to what extent? Even when we are children, we lie and deceive, even in the most simplest of things. When there were more hardline phones at home, the people would call more home than cell phones like now. And we as children would pick up the phone and the most common thing that our parents would do would be either to whisper and or signal to us to say that they're at home or that they're just busy. And of course, to avoid the person calling. You remember those days, right? And most people considered what would be useful and or seemingly inconsequential lies were seemingly as white lies. I think there are still many people that 
think that their lies are mostly white lies. Many people lie for a living. It's their job to lie or deceive. You might say that sounds bizarre, but it is true. Just think about actors and actresses and about what they do. They're pretending to be something or someone they're not. The very nature of most movies are deception, especially now with 3D imagery and sound effects. Wrestling is mostly acting, very acrobatic and athletic acting, but acting nonetheless. Comedians lie all of the time with their jokes, telling stories that never happened, all to make us laugh. What about salespeople? Many promised people the world in order for customers or clients to buy their product and or service, knowing full well that they are promising is not completely genuine or as good as they say things are. And all of these are probably considered white, inconsequential, and or necessary lies to make a living, to make money. So you see, we are surrounded by lies and deceit. We will even pay people to lie and deceive us. We pay to be entertained with lies and deceit. Ironic, isn't it? What about when people try to hide their true emotions or feelings for another person? Like when a person pretends to act disinterested with someone else when deep inside they're yearning for them. That is deception. What about when people live beyond their means to show others that they are well off or are superior than others and they load up their credit spending money that they don't have to buy expensive cars, clothes, jewelry, and so on to show the world that they're wealthy people. That's all pretend also, deception. What about when a person goes to church and acts all holy and righteous at church but lives like hell during the week, doing all kinds of things that go against God? Some will say that's hypocrisy. And yes, that's right. Hypocrisy is part of deception, ultimately lying. And so we can easily conclude that we all lie and deceive and are, are lied to and deceived all of the time. It's all part of everyday life for everyone. The Word of God says this in Jeremiah chapter 17, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I know that most of you listening right now are probably getting very uncomfortable and or apprehensive but it's just a reality we must all come to grips with and admit. No one can say that they don't lie. No one can say that there is not some kind of deception in their life. So what are we to do with all of this? The first thing is calling things what they are. Lies, even the white lies, deceit, hypocrisy, and all things related, even when well-intentioned, are all sin. I know it sounds awful and probably feels awful, but let's call it and accept it for what it is. Let's not excuse it. That's the very first thing, especially if we want to get to a better place before the eyes of God. We need to call and accept sin exactly as it is, sin. The good in that is that we find favor before the Lord when we acknowledge sin. And of course, when we want to turn away from it. The good news is that God knows we're all sinners. That's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. When sin becomes a bigger problem is when we excuse it or make like it's not there or when we just don't want to admit to it. The word of God has this to say about sin in 1 John chapter 1. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, we do need to make a distinction. All lying and deceit is sin, just like all sin is unrighteousness. 
But the Bible does make a distinction. That there is sin that does not lead to death. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 17, it says it literally. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is sin not leading to death. And so there is a difference. Although we all lie and deceive, that within itself would not lead us to death. Now be careful. That doesn't mean that we get a free pass or just go rampant with lying and deceiving. The difference is obeying the lie as the basis for our eternal destination. I'll try to be more specific and clear. The lies that take us to hell are Satan's lies, and obeying those are deadly. And so making Satan's lies the basis for our life, especially when determining where we will spend eternity, are unforgivable. And this is what we must be very careful with. We must be precise in following the exact truth so that we can be saved despite our many imperfections and the sin that still dwells within us. Let's look at Adam and Eve and their fall. In Genesis chapter 3, we read this. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And of course, I think we all know the rest, that Adam and Eve ate of the forbidden fruit and they were punished and cast out of paradise. And we all essentially die physically as a result of their disobedience to God, as the consequence of them believing and following the devil's lie. God told Adam and Eve a certain truth, that if they ate the fruit from the forbidden tree, that they would die. But the devil put doubt in that. He just told Eve, no, that it wasn't true and that God was keeping something greater from them. And so the consequence for following such a lie was death. What are the other lies that the devil puts out there so that people die eternally? He says, Christ is not the only way to heaven. You don't need to repent and convert from your sins for salvation. You can do whatever you want and sin as much as you want once you believe in Christ because you will still go to heaven. Good works don't matter after you come to Christ for salvation because you are saved by faith and grace alone. Just try to be a good person and you will be go to heaven. The Bible or the word of God is not really the word of God and there is no hell. These are examples of the lies that Satan puts out there. And of course, there are many, many more lies all intended to make people to go to hell. And if a person believes and follows such lies, they will die eternally. So for the ones we have mentioned, we can answer in the following manner. Christ is the only way to the Father. For it is written, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Repentance and conversion from all sins are essential to salvation. For it says, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. We need to obey the Lord. We need to care about what he thinks about us, especially once we have come to him and accepted him as the Lord of our lives. If we want to be found justified at the final judgment, 
For it is written, Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. And it is also written, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized in Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. And what about good works and if they matter once you have received Christ? James chapter 2 has this to say, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Does also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? And if we go back to the notion that all you need to do is be a good person and you will be able to go to heaven or be saved, with all of these scriptures that can easily be negated. But rest assured, we do have some more to assert that it is necessary to make a decision for Jesus Christ and that it is essential to make him the effective and literal Lord of your life if you want to be saved. For it is written, but what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And what about the Bible being the word of God? Well, this is what is written. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And finally, what about the existence of hell? Does it exist? The answer is yes. And this is what the book of Revelation has to say about that. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And here in this very passage, we see that all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire and brimstone. What liars, if we establish that we all lie? The liars who follow the devil's lies as the basis for their eternal destination. All lie is sin, but following the devil's lies that involve salvation are the lies that lead to death. And so there's only lie and deceit in those that obey the devil's lie. Those are the liars that will be cast into the lake of fire. So what are we supposed to do if we want to be saved, if we want to attain eternal life, if we don't want to end up being cast into the lake of fire and brimstone? We need to follow God's truth. We need to accept and acknowledge what God says 
as ultimate truth. For it is written, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. There is no freedom or life in the lie, and the devil is the father of all lies. In John chapter 8, it says, You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. You simply cannot put any faith on something or someone that constantly lies, and especially if their intentions are evil. Satan does not want to help mankind. He wants to destroy mankind eternally. You might ask, why would he be after something like that? Outside of being all evil, he is eternally condemned. There is no turning back for him. He is destined for eternal destruction. So he has nothing more to lose. He has no incentive to do what is right. The Bible says that the everlasting fire is prepared for the devil and his angels. And if anyone follows them and their lies, they will wind up in the same place. Even though the everlasting fire was intended and prepared for the devil and his angels, all those that follow his ways will also be sent there for all eternity. So if we go back to our key passage, we read that the psalmist prays to the Lord to be delivered from lying lips and a deceitful tongue. And he says that he dwells among a people that live lying. And he says that these liars hate peace and that they are for war. There is ultimately no peace, no life in lies and deceit, especially in the ones that come directly from the devil to make people lose their way from God and go to eternal perdition. So if a person wants peace and they want eternal life, they must follow the truth of God. There is only life, freedom, peace, and love in the Lord Jesus Christ. So look for him and go away from those that follow the devil's lies. Make practical decisions and take the steps you need so you can, in fact, have the Lord in your life. The path to God can be found by repenting and converting from all sins before the Lord, by confessing our wrongs before him. And of course, you need to make the decision to accept Jesus Christ as the effective and literal Lord of your life and let him lead you daily through his Holy Spirit and the word of God. Do these things with all your heart and you will find peace and eternal life guaranteed. The world is full of lies and deceit. And if we are honest, we would have to admit to the fact that we also lie and deceive in one way or another. If we acknowledge that, we should come to the realization that we only have one person to turn to in all of this, even to save us from ourselves, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. God is the only one that is truth, ultimate truth. His truth is truth no matter what perspective or view you try to look at things. And His truth is truth everywhere, on the earth, below the earth, above the earth, and in heaven. His truth was truth in the past, is true today, and will always be truth for all eternity. God has never lied to us, and He will never lie to us. God will never deceive you and me, and so we can trust Him. And what better proof that we can trust Him through the ways He shows us His love. You might think that He doesn't love you because you feel that He hasn't answered your prayers like you would want Him to or because you may have gone through certain hardships in your life, especially things that seem unfair. 
But make no mistake, He does love you. And He loves you despite the fact that you have willfully sinned throughout your life against Him. You see, it is imperative to understand reality so that you can understand His love. We have no way to be saved on our own. We deserve death and hell for our sins. But He took it upon Himself willfully to provide a way and opportunity for salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. The reality is that we will all die no matter what we do, and everything in this world is passing and temporary. So He gave us the greatest solution, provided for us the greatest service we could ever have, and that was giving a way to have eternal life. And mind you, He did it out of grace, out of mercy, because he was never obligated to do so. Neither God the Father nor the Lord Jesus Christ were obligated to do what they did. They did things out of their own free will. And so if you really understand this, then you can really understand God's love. He has given us an eternal remedy. He has put immortality within our reach. All we need to do is do as he says, to follow his instructions. Every medicine has indications, and if you want to see its benefits, you need to follow the instructions. Salvation through Jesus Christ is the same thing, but obviously with a much greater yield, eternal life. The instructions, the Word of God tells us to repent and convert from all of our sins and to accept and follow Jesus Christ as the Lord of our lives. Follow His truth and you will find the answer to life itself and attain the eternal life that only God can give. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Holy God, hallowed and glorified be your name. Help us, O Lord, to understand that there's only truth in you, especially when seeing all the lies and deceit that is all around us, and unfortunately, even within us, Lord God. Forgive us for our sins and for our wrongs. Forgive us, O Lord, for our lies and for our deceit. Heavenly Father, Holy God, help us to cling on to your truth and to put aside any lies that the devil tells us, O Lord, especially those lies that have to do with eternal life and how we attain it. Help us, O Lord, to be zealous for your truth. Help us, O Lord, to seek after your word and to take it as ultimate truth. Help us, O Lord, to understand, O Lord, that the only opinion that matters and more than an opinion, the only truth that matters in all of the universe is yours. Because one day we will all stand before your throne of grace and mercy, but also of judgment. And we will need to give an account. And you will judge us not according to our opinions, but rather according to what your word says, to ultimate truth. Help us, O Lord, to be found forgiven and worthy before you through your Son, Jesus Christ, but also through the work that your Holy Spirit has been able to do in our lives. Help us to understand that we need to yield to you and to your guidance to be able to do those things that truly please you and bring honor and glory to your name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's Word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The 
Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.